I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here. Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Libio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Well, hello out there, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, and today I'm here with Christina. Hey! How you doing? I'm okay. I'm tired today, but okay otherwise. Sorry you're tired. You. But I'm glad you're here. Me too. So what'd you do this week? Um, oh gosh, you're such a blur. <laughs> I can't know. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything. I put you on the spot. Yet. You're like, what? Wait a minute. What did I, I, Wait, had to what what did I do? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm a boring person. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I have nothing worth mentioning other than, hey, I lost five pounds and um, eight inches, so yay. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Um, and uh, just been uh, watching Celebrity Big Brother. All those people who've heard re- past recordings know I'm a Big Brother fan. So <laughs> You're the only one who watches it. <laughs> well, I have a bunch of friends that watch it, but you know, it's it's kind of hard, you know, <laughs> during the winter sometimes it's just really hard to watch it cuz you're more busy than the summer. So, yeah. And we got Rob Clifford with us. Hey, how's it going everybody? It's How Rob. You How you doing, Rob? <laughs> good, good. Sorry rolling a couple minutes late, had to make a quick stop by the store on my way home. Well, you but, had perfect uh, timing. It was I. We just got done introducing Christina and saying hi. So ah, the, you, you came on as if no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody noticed. He's, That's right. It's like it's like he slid into the seat like a kid running late to class. Slide right in before the teacher notices. <laughs> you know, I was now, of course, everyone noticed because we just told everybody. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. oh, you know, one might say that I was stealthy, much like a Black Panther. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got your hands up in claws like that with your. Of course, your face looks like you got clawed by Black Panther. <laughs> His picture, the icon. Sorry, guys. You can't see oh. it because you're listening. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I can't see it either, so I'm not sure which picture I have up there right now. <laughs> uh, it looked like an old Halloween one. Oh! Yeah, yeah. that one. A Borderlands thing. I was dressed up there as a psycho go, yes. from Borderlands. I can see him now. Yes, it's the Borderlands. Yes. 
Yeah, I got a friend uh, who makes uh, leather goods and whatnot, so that was one of one of his pieces. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I met him in Seattle, right? Uh, possibly. Uh, it's uh, uh, Will with uh, uh, Attention Span Garb. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he did Attention Span Games, too, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My old yeah. stomping ground. <laughs> yeah, I met him a couple times at different shows. He he also had booths at different shows that I had yeah. been to. Yeah. He's totally. an alright guy. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a cool dude. He's got some Makes good some... yeah, good leather work and good costuming stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he's gathered a, a nice kind of uh, group of artists around him. Um to 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 do a lot of the the garb and clothing and it's just it's been pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's all good high quality stuff, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um now Will, that means that you owe me for a free advertisement there, buddy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think there's another mask coming your way. Maybe some gauntlets, right? <laughs> uh, hey, I'll take it. I've been wanting to get my cane worked on actually. There you go, yeah. No, a new wrap on it or something? Yeah, yeah. Well exactly. I kinda wanna get um I'll wrap toward the bottom end that uh, that gives me a good hand grip because that thing basically works as a mace. Um, <laughs> like a, I think it has a three or four pound brass, uh, bronze head on it. I and mean, if, if I whack somebody with it, they, their skull's gone. Yeah, so if you ever needed so, it, you know. <laughs> well, exactly. And so I want to facilitate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what would I you name it? Uh, hmm... Damn, I see that's something I got to put some uh got to put some time and thought into cuz uh name it Kajolnir. Kajolnar. <laughs> More like uh 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 lame. <laughs> <laughs> Mule broken. <laughs> uh. So Christina and I were just talking about what we did this last week. Um she basically did nothing mm-hmm. of note. Mm-hmm. What you do this last week? Oh man, uh, this week has been kind of a wash for me. Uh, uh, I've been uh, dealing with a, just a nasty flare-up with my with my neck and back that have kind of taken me out of the running for the last like four or five days. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's been awesome. And then, you know, last weekend was the anniversary of my dad's death. So it's like this whole week has just been this kind of weird, um, completely unproductive, just bizarro week yeah <laughs> yeah so you've basically been in a black hole yeah basically yeah uh you know, for for the last like six or seven days it's just it's really kind of thrown me off well hopefully we can pull you out of that black hole get you away from the event horizon and back into the stars <laughs> <laughs> well hey I, I got to see black panther on friday morning and that is that is definitely bumped my mood up massively so i i can't much complain about that and that's exactly what I did too. I went to the very first showing around here. There was one at, believe it or not, there was one at nine thirty a.m. So I went to that. <laughs> I totally would have jumped on an earlier showing if we if we could have, but uh, we wound up we wound up going to see it at the Cinerama in Seattle. Oh wow! Um, the big cool you know, theater. Oh yeah, and it's it's glorious. So uh, uh, um, the Cinerama in Seattle is like the premier theater to go to, and a lot of times when I used to go when I lived up there. They had costumes and various other props or something in the, in these glass cases. Did they have anything for that showing? They did. Well, not for the not for Black Panther specifically, but uh, they they had a uh, entire case of uh, OG Blade Runner uh, costumes, including Rachel's oh. costume. Um, 
Uh, you had Tyrell's outfit with his big robe. Um, oh, who the hell did they have on the other side? You know, I don't remember offhand. Uh, I think it was Battlestar Galactica costumes. Oh, interesting. Like old um, school or the new TV? Yeah, yeah, no, like from the 70s. Oh, cool, yeah. Like, they have a whole host of those, because, I mean, Paul Allen yeah. owns that theater and runs it, so, and he's a huge fan of pulp cult, pop culture. I mean, hell, you know, he, he owns and runs Mopop um, as well in, in downtown Seattle, so, uh, or, sorry, Museum of Pop Culture for, for those who are not, yeah. you know, Seattle. Um, and so, so it, it, it makes total sense that, that, they would shift some of those from, from one collection to the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they cool. usually, I think they rotate it just about almost with every big movie, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I got a kick out of just seeing what they bring in there every time we go to a, th- a movie, you know? Oh yeah. I know. Usually I, I tend to see a lot of like star Wars or star Trek floating around in there. Yeah. He does that quite often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one that I would love to see them bring over from the other, uh, from the other uh, museum is the RoboCop outfit or the predator outfit. Yeah. Those are cool. Uh, they well, are I, just... You've been in there, right? Have you seen the alien? He's got like that freaking queen alien with the uh, payloader thing. Holy like, crap, really? They he's got the actual, yeah, he's got the actual, like, right before I left Seattle, we went one last time, and they had just opened up this back area, and it's mm-hmm. like you're in, they did the walls and the whole thing as if you were inside that um, hangar bay where they landed, sure. the, the mm-hmm. drop ship, and so the walls kind of were painted up to look like that, and then she was kind of, all they have is like the head and one claw. Because I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the entire... I'm not sure if that meant that that's all that they created for the film or if that's all that survived or that's all that he got. But mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine they made a life-size thing for the film, right? They probably only needed close-ups of the head and one of the claws to like grab people with, right? <laughs> for, for the loader? No, the, the queen alien. Or for the queen. Yeah. Oh, 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 I imagine that they had you know, a, a good chunk of it because that's what uh, he had. Uh, he paint so they painted the rest of the body on the wall, and he's got the claw coming out. You know, so it, it's done with, mm-hmm. with like you know a good depth perception kind of thing. So if you're standing in sure. front of it, it looks as if it's the whole alien, you know, because mm-hmm, of the way the mm-hmm. painting's done. And then the head yeah. is coming down from the ceiling, you know, and then he's mm-hmm. got the payloader just mm-hmm. kind of standing next to it with the one arm up in the air, and mm-hmm. uh, the the payloader is the actual thing that sh- that that. Sigourney Weaver wrote in during the mm-hmm, filming, mm-hmm. you know. See, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if there wasn't a little bit more, uh, like physically made. But but to be honest, I mean, at that point in time, CG wasn't an option. So a lot of what they did was in miniatures. Yeah, it was and miniatures. They, right? they green screened it. So yeah. uh, if that whole thing was done, you know, in miniature, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, it it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, to not only sculpt oh. a giant life-size thing, but then to cast it, to to yeah. skin it appropriately, to you know, just, to God forbid, yeah. put in animatronics. I forgot that, that's the other insane. piece. They had one other piece. They have the tail spike, and like probably mm-hmm. about three or four feet of the tail on a mm-hmm. long pole, like a spear. So, mm-hmm. which I imagined mm-hmm. was when they were st- when remember when she was inside the loader and the tail was just trying to stab her in the head and she kept moving yeah. and it was so i think that was someone off camera with this spear thing going chunk chunk you know 
Makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. But they had that you know, laying in a case, I think, next to it. And he was like, mm-hmm. this is the, the prop that they used when the tail was stabbing people. You know? <laughs> That's super cool. <clears throat> no, I haven't been in there um, since they converted it from EMP to Mopop. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, they had like uh, they had a separate smaller section that they just deemed as like the sci-fi museum. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I saw a lot of, of uh, you know, the, the props and suits that I've seen. I, I would love to go back and actually check it out and see what they've done with it now that it's oh, yeah. like fully dedicated to, to pop culture. And there's a full on like horror section. And like it, the thing that happens is they change the lighting, the music and different theme sort of stuff, depending on what section you're in. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. one section's like really sci-fi and like like 50s sci-fi and okay. then one section is more like modern sci-fi oh cool so the music and the lighting and it changes your mood in a sense you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when you go into like the back area before you get to the alien it sort of changes to horror and the lighting gets real dark and it's all like creepy and everything. And I remember whoever I was with was like, this is actually quite scary, man. This is like going into one of those fun houses at, at uh, Halloween and you're just like, oh my God, I'm in one of those cornfields. Get me the hell out of here. Like they were really <laughs> freaked out by it because it's, it's pretty, I mean, and there's like the predator and an alien and like, Jason and all these other mm-hmm. like I think they have Leatherface and stuff. He's got like a bunch of other the costumes, but he's got them on like actual painted up, you know what I mean? Oh, and like a diorama. Mannequins and they're sort of like yeah, sort of yeah. like a diorama in a sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a regular alien I think in a cage. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just the way that it's set up. Like I actually thought a couple of the exhibits were hard to see in that back section, but it really works with the uh, atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That sounds pretty damn cool. I like, I like I said, I'm definitely gonna have to go over there and and check it out again. It's it's just been uh, several years now. Yeah. I and mean, last time I was in there, they had a uh, kind of a traveling collection or a, a collection of uh, like giant robot toys. And and I, I kid you not, I went through there. It's like got it, got it, got it better, <laughs> better, got it, got it don't got it got it but mine's like 10 times better than that you know it's like pretty much you know through the entire through the entire collection it's like my first thoughts like damn uh you know if if this is what they got i wonder what i can get paul allen to pay me for my collection (laughs) (laughs) well he gave me um 750 dollars for the uh kim stanley robinson uncorrected proof that i got signed by him of red mars wait what so they there there was a for a while when they were switching over from the science fiction museum to the new mm-hmm. mpop or whatever mm-hmm. he had a website on, or a thing on his website that said if you have anything that you want to donate to the collection fill out this form mm-hmm. and when i was working at half price books for like $30 or something, I bought an uncorrected proof of Kim Stanley Robinson's Mars books. Mm-hmm. And I brought them to a Norwest con, which is a convention up in Seattle for authors. It's mostly like sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, he was there. I ended up being like the first or second person in line to get an autograph. Cause I was there real early and didn't have anything to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, he signed it and he was like, 
I don't think I've ever even seen one of these. <laughs> wow. He's like, this went to my editor and I never even saw one. So he's like, this is a really, you know, and he starts flipping through it and he's looking at it and stuff. And people in line are just like, what the hell? Like, come on. Get <laughs> and he's like totally enthralled. And then he goes, do you want me to personalize this? And I'm like, no. I guess because I was like at the time in my head, I'm like, I actually just read it this last week and mm-hmm. didn't really like it that much. So I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it, but I figured you're here. I'm going to get it signed, you know, so he yeah, signs yeah. it and does all this like little thing on it, you know. And then uh, I asked around to a number of my friends and actually nobody really wanted the book. So mm-hmm. when I heard about that thing, I put it up in I put it in the, you know, filled out that form. And they mm-hmm. emailed me back, and they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to have that's that's exactly the kind of thing we like to have are like original scripts, uncorrected proofs, things like that." And it had mm-hmm. just a plain red cover, like it was just a like red construction paper cover. And, ah, and yeah, you know what I mean? It was like really yeah, generic looking, like and, the copy uh, of uh, copies of scripts that you wind up finding at you know like bookshops and stuff like that. You know where it's like a box of them in the back, it's like oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a script from, you know, Return of the Jedi. But, I mean, it was a legit thing, you know what I mean? And uh, so then they they had me bring it down there, and they looked it over. They checked out some references on it. They made sure the signature was real. They they did a whole bunch of research on it to make sure it was an accurate and real thing. And then, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I mean, they held on to it for a couple weeks. I was fine. I mean, I could trust them, you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh yeah. So hey, they, they held you know. on to it for a couple of weeks. They got back to me and they said, Yeah, we appreciate the donation. And they said, But um one thing we have to do though is uh every donation stays with the collection. So what we end up doing is we end up basically buying it out. Mm-hmm. So they 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 figured it was worth around seven hundred and fifty dollars, so they just paid me the money. I got well, a check. Damn. I got a check from them. And mm. uh but they still said that they would put um, like when they put if if they choose to put it on display somewhere, they don't always put everything on display all the time because they have a rotating exhibits. But they mm-hmm. would put a little thing saying "generously donated by John Adams." Oh, that's cool! Yeah, from the from the extensive John Adams collection. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's my little contribution to the Seattle now what's called the Mopop. Cool. Cool. And you got paid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's like that's kind of the opposite of a donation. <laughs> I, I know, right? I don't know why they still called it a donation or whatever, but yeah. I don't know if that's just tax purposes or what, but I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't get the whole process. Because quite honestly, I, w- I was just going to give it to them, but they said they can't allow that because I guess, you know, it's probably because if the thing burns down or something, they can't track everyone down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they pay you up front. I don't know what the, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. It's, but I, yeah, it is confusing because they call it a donation, but really he's just buying it to put it in his collection. That's all I think it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Cause you relinquish control of it. You, you know, you, it, they give you paperwork to sign and everything that says you fully relinquish control. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's, it's, it really is, does belong to them. It's like getting a receipt, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not like, yeah, it's not like you can go back and get it back. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, especially once you've gotten paid, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, so, but I imagine if you've got something super high end, like I know, you know, one of the guys we talked to a lot, Gus Lopez, he had some like one of a kind star Wars props and like, he's got the only Yoda, 
uh, test puppet that exists in mm-hmm. the world because they all got destroyed, you know, from the original movies. So sure. he doesn't give that up, but he it has been in the Mopop before, but mm-hmm. it's like on loan. You know what I mean? So yeah, totally. He he takes it there. He sets it in the glass case, you know, and sets up the whole thing. Helps you know, and then when the exhibit's done, he picks it up and takes it back home. You know, sure, so, sure. I mean, like if you've got something like that, I'm sure they don't do the here. You, we do the donation thing. Here's you know, because how do you put a price on something like that if it's the last one that exists in the entire world? You know. Well, hey, <laughs> do yeah. some research. Yes, you just uh, <laughs> see what the last one went for and add about a million bucks to it. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, honestly, that 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 Yoda puppet. I, I mean, I saw it once, and I'm just like, I, I would, I would never let it go for less than a million dollars, and I bet he wouldn't let it go for even that. You know, I'll bet you it's worth more than that. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just blew me away. It's the only one that exists from the original movies. It's just insane, you know? Yeah, that is pretty nuts. It's been to the... And I know he had it on loan with, like, the Smithsonian and a few other museums. Like, that's how sought after this thing is. Like, everybody wants to borrow it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm thinking, like, geez, I think a million bucks is probably pricing it low. Yeah. But anyway, so, Rob, since we both saw... Black Panther. Christina, do you mind if we talk about it a little bit? Sure. All right, listeners. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no guarantee that we're not going to get into spoilers. If you, if you really, we're going to, we'll try our best, but I think we're going to be giving away some stuff. So <laughs> oh, feel free to try as much as you want. I ain't trying worse shit. I'm talking all about this. <laughs> so uh, you've been warned. If you don't want to know anything about it, go, go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the rest of this. All right. So I, it, I loved it, Rob. I want to go, I'm going again, like sometime this week. Oh, that's the same plan for me too. I, I, I thought it was amazing. I'm just I'm blown away on so many aspects of this film uh, that it, it's almost hard to it's almost hard to nail down like all of the things that I absolutely loved about it. Um, you know, oh, from um, well, my one of my favorite things was uh, the Black Panther's sister, T'Challa's sister. What, what's uh, Shuri? What, yeah, Shuri. What's her, what's the actor? Do you remember the actress name? Not I couldn't remember it the other day. Yeah, Ugh, I'm sorry. She was amazing. I she, loved she her. Was so she fantastic. was great. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I personally cannot wait till she becomes a Black Panther on her own. Right? She that's yeah, because they did that in the comics, right? Yep. Yep. She yep. eventually becomes the queen of Wakanda and uh, and takes on the role of Black Panther. Not because he dies, but because he uh, just chooses to walk away for a while, right? I thought he was disgraced. But uh, don't don't uh, don't quote me. Uh, I there could be read... a different a couple different stories of that running around, you know. By this yeah, well, time in in our lives, they've probably done it three or four times. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure she only becomes queen now for the one storyline. But but I, I honestly don't remember the circumstances around <laughs> why she became queen. You know uh, what? Actually, I think you're right. I think that he. I think that someone frames him for something and he looks as if he's disgraced. So to save, to save face, he walks away on his, of his own accord, but he is disgraced and she takes over. And then he takes over daredevil. 
Yeah, uh, and... I don't I don't remember quite the timeline because there was a bit there where Daredevil is being essentially ridden by the beast, the the demon that controls the hand, and uh, Black Panther becomes you know Black Panther the man without fear and winds <laughs> up uh, becoming a street level hero in New York uh, for for the time that that uh, Daredevil is is incapacitated as it were. Yeah, and then he um he eventually proves his innocence in a sense that he was framed or something, if I remember right. And then he can, then, but they both stay the black Panther after that. I think they both have the power. Uh, sure, he, sure. He gets murdered horribly as I recall. And then she gets killed. Okay. I hope yeah. she doesn't get killed in this stuff though. I, I like Well, her. probably not for a while. She was great. <laughs> And like, I thought one thing I thought was cool about her was I was like, this is kind of like the James Bond of superhero movies because like T'Challa's James Bond and she's like his cue. <laughs> you know, yeah, she's got all the cool gadgets and she's tweaking with them in the in the lab and then she's like, check this, try this out. You know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, yeah, I, I love that they they get into the tech more, uh, which is pretty fantastic, and I like that the technology comes from very different roots than what we've seen so far in the MCU. I mean, mo- most of what we've seen so far has been kind of uh, almost a derivation of Stark tech. Yeah, uh, or you know, outer with, space. You know, there's like those two yeah, options. Yeah, totally. And this is very much its own beast, which which I, I greatly appreciate. You know, I mean the the idea that you know, vibranium and its use has has skyrocketed the Wakandans to this this you know uh, near technological utopia um, is is uh, is completely unlike what we've seen so far. And and the fact that that uh, you know that that they have made a utopia uh, that you know uh, hidden from the rest of the world and whatnot is is. Uh, is is uh pretty incredible because we haven't really seen anything like that before uh in film. I mean this this movie is essentially, you know, Af- afrofuturism, you know, given given substance and form. Uh so so uh, you know, it it's it's incredibly rare when you wind up seeing uh, uh characters from any, you know, uh, uh in the states, you marginalized populations, and you know, over in in uh, Wakanda, clearly that's that's certainly not the case. But but in film, you very rarely see people of color um, having any kind of agency. Yeah, you know, um, most of the time you're dealing with uh, these folks being sidekicks or plot uh, or plot uh, um, points. Yeah, uh, essentially to drive the character for the white people who have agency, and this is the total opposite. I mean, yeah, you have. Yeah. The one um, there's like token white guy. <laughs> no, there is. There's two yeah, of them, you know. And, totally, and, yeah. and, and the and other, it's kind and the of other white guy is just there for the plot device, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. And yeah. um it, it's kind of incredible because we've never really seen that before um in, in our movies. We we just we we haven't. It it's always kind of, you know. The white guy has power, agency, so on and so forth. You know, the 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 black guy, the Chinese guy, whatever, is the sidekick, is the uh, you know, the the guy who sacrifices himself nobly so that, you know, so that, you know, such and such white guy can can, you know, be the hero. Yeah. And and it, it was. It turned completely on its head. Uh, but but you know, the other thing the other thing that I really liked about it was it didn't throw it in your face. No, it didn't. It, you know, because like 
you know? No, because it elevated it elevated black culture rather than than relegating it to the typical tropey roles that we see of gangster, criminal, yeah, yeah. drug addict, whatever, you know. I like um that that's why <laughs> you know it, it was different because it, it was different. It was treated uh completely differently than than what we typically see for for uh characters of color in these films. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. and 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 that's why this is such an important uh uh an important movie you know because cuz this really is the first time we're seeing something like this yeah and um, it goes and- it goes back to like when they were touting about how awesome it was that there was like a female in star wars and all this stuff and i was like going but the force awakens still only had one girl Mm-hmm. I was like, it was still a whole bunch of guys with one girl, but this time the girl was the Jedi. Really, if you look at the cast, it's the same as if it was Star Wars, A New Hope, where there was still one girl. I was like, if you really want to flip it on its lid, have the whole cast be women and have one guy. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't hear me complaining, because that would be <laughs> kind of awesome to see, you know, women getting the the level of agency in a film i mean we had something like that in ghostbusters and people lost their shit about it uh you know i mean that's true uh, like anytime you introduce women people of color whatever to these films white people lose their shit in rogue one the fact that there were like oh my god there were two asian guys a a, a, you know like a, a latino dude a guy who you know is you know from like you know maybe the middle east or 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 yeah, you know, uh, was there even one, was there even a legit white guy in Rogue One? Oh, there might have been. I don't know. Yeah, because um, I can't. I don't. I can't think of not one. not out of the main characters. No. Uh, there were a couple that were bad guys for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, the Empire uh, had white guys, but <laughs> but I managed to go really early on Friday. I went first thing, first showing. There might have been only ten empty seats even at nine thirty on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, it me. everybody in that theater loved the film. You know, mm-hmm. and. Like, you're right. I mean, who is it? Is it Dania? Dania? The girl from Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who played yeah. Uh, who played she Okoye. Played, she played the, uh, the, the, basically the... The general. The general, the captain of the guard, in the sense, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, Oh, cow, she's freaking kicked ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I felt that they all did. Yeah. You know, that they, the whole, they all the whole cast. The whole cast is, like, brilliant. They're like top notch it was just amazing work and if you want to get into intersectionality which is a whole other kind of beast you know i mean we we um specifically black women in this movie are portrayed with such power and such agency that it's kind of kind of incredible yeah you know um well and, that, and, and then uh, like, lapita, lapita nyango is um t'challa's well wife basically right Oh yeah, uh, well his 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 kind of on and again off again girlfriend. Yeah, I mean they do get married in the comics, right? So I I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be married in the movie yeah. or if it was just like they were supposed to be boyfriend girlfriend that had split up for a while then got back together, right? I don't recall them getting married, but uh, really, you okay. know, I I, I uh, maybe I, may I just not, always assumed they were, but because yeah. uh, he gets married to Storm later on. Uh, but I, I'm unaware of him being married before that. Huh. Maybe I just assumed that then, and maybe you're right. I don't remember oh, the storm I, thing. I, I, oh, yeah, he 
he totally gets married to Storm. That that was like a huge thing. Man, um, why don't I remember that then? Huh. Yeah. And then they <laughs> wind up, uh, going up against each other during. Oh, during one of those plot lines, it, it might have been like a you know a civil war type type deal, uh, where where it plotted them against each other. Oh no, it was uh, Avengers versus X Men. That's right. Uh, and they wind up fighting each other and getting divorced. <laughs> it's not so great, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I didn't like a lot, like half that AVX thing. I just didn't, I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah most of it was garbage. Yeah. And l- l- let's just be honest, it, it was not good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I thought she was brilliant. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, like, he's, like we said, all the actors in that film was just actors and actresses were just brilliant. It was... And like when you talk, think about like um, an amazing you know, cast, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. And and when you think about characters with power and whatnot too, think about um, Okoye at the end of that movie where she's talking with uh, or kind of uh, fighting with her her boyfriend essentially, you know, from the other tribe that betrays that betrays um, Wakanda uh, in in favor of Killmonger. You know, and she's like, oh, would you would you kill me, my love? It's like, yeah, without a doubt. You know, if it's for my country, you're toast. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, so it wasn't one of these, you know, kowtowing women moments where it's no. like, oh, of course, my love, you are my sweet and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's like, I will shank your ass if it means that my <laughs> yeah. country, you know, survives and, and thrives. It's like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. And it was like, true. That was, it was really true to the character is the way they set it in the, in the film too, because when, uh, when he loses the throne, she's like, I have to stay loyal to the throne. That's my job. And then, and she stands up for that. And then later on, she stands up for her own convictions. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, if you guys are going to go against the throne, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yep. Regardless. And, then, uh, and you know, hell speaking of losing the throne, man, Killmonger. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was amazing. Good, in that movie. right? Yes, he was amazing. He was such a nuanced villain that that yes. I can genuinely believe. Um, one of one of my friends, uh, um, Glenn, was talking about it. And he's just like, "This is the first villain that he really like believed that he could be." You know, that, like something that that yeah. genuinely represented, you know, uh, some of the things that, that that he's experienced in his life. Yeah. You know, and 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 a lot of those a lot of those feelings that 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 Killmonger expresses are so incredibly um, true and so um, and so uh, in line with with uh, with with what a, a lot of uh, folks have essentially said you know is kind of the typical black experience. Yeah, and and well, I, I think that's uh, you know fantastic to to have a, a character that that can really voice, um, you know th- those concerns, though the the you know the that experience, you know it's it's uh, just it, another thing that a lot of folks have never seen before yeah. in a movie. Well, and, what I what I thought was interesting was by the time you're done watching the film, you're not entirely sure if he was really a villain. Oh no, not at all. You know what I mean? It's just like, he's not the, it's not a clear cut. This is a good guy. This is a bad guy. It's like, Mm -hmm. you understand his motivations. You understand what he's trying to do. And Mm -hmm. there's going to be a large population who's going to like agree with his motivation. 
and mm -hmm. understand it from a personal experience, like what you were saying. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and even I think T'Challa sees that at the end because mm -hmm. he has a moment with him where he doesn't want him to die. He doesn't want this to be over. You know, oh. he, he understands his plight and what's wrong. And, you know, you almost think, holy crap, if this guy lives, they're going to work together to make everything better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but you know, that line that he delivers where it's, you know, basically better to, to die in power than to, to live in, uh, in oppression, you know, kind of, yeah. uh, kind of, I, again, I know I'm murdering the line, but, but that hit me so hard and then he dies on his own terms. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I like, like a hundred percent. He, he, he lives and dies on his own terms. Um, and that's pretty spectacular. I mean, that that's the definition of agency right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and huge kudos on Ryan Coogler and, um, whoever else wrote the script, honestly, because, because Killmonger was a pretty kind of lame villain in the comics. He, he didn't have a ton kind of, you know, going for him and to make him into such a fantastic nuanced, um, villain that has you know deep motivations that has that um, uh, that that is also you know like you said very sympathetic it is bloody hard and I didn't expect a whole lot out of the character because you know kind of a lamer but <laughs> man uh, Michael B Jordan just killed it uh, the scripting was amazing it's I, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. I, I got to go see it again this week so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely in for another viewing. I, I'll probably go see it four or five more times because, you know, because I can. But <laughs> Yeah. But, um, like when, when, when is Movie Pass going to sponsor all of us? Because I'm just I, waiting yeah, for that day yeah. and waiting for it to come in the mail here for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should. <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of Killmonger, and, or not Killmonger, sorry, speaking of um, Claw... Like it actually shocked me that they killed him off in this film. I, mm -hmm. I did not see that coming. Cause did you get this feeling too? Like about one third to say, yeah, but probably about a third of the way through the film, I was like, mm -hmm. there's only like two scenes from the trailer that I haven't seen yet. They mm -hmm. did everything from the trailer, and so like to me, I had this sense of freshness wash wash over me because I was like. Wow, if I've seen like 80% of the trailer, then that mm -hmm. means everything going from here on out is like new story yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I loved that feeling. I was like, this is awesome cuz you didn't know what was coming up. And then when they killed kill when they killed Claw, I was like, mm -hmm. "Whoa, that was like a little unexpected. I didn't think that was going to happen, you know." And then it made perfect sense because he's like it made T'Challa look weak in the eyes of his people. And he could bring back this guy and say, here you go. I did what he couldn't do, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and Hey, he was a plot device. Like I said, he was a plot device. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised initially as well, because they've been kind of building him up on yeah. and off for a couple movies now. Yeah. And, and so I, I expected to see him kind of hit that final evolution of, of the claw character where he's just living sound essentially. Yeah. Um, and then that got cut short, you know, uh, pretty, pretty spectacularly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm ultimately happy that they did be because it really showed that you know this guy ultimately doesn't matter 
You know, yeah, like exactly. this guy, he is secondary to the plot. Um, he, he, you know, what he is at this point, simply a way, like you said, to show that Killmonger ha- has one up T'Challa. Yeah. He could do, yeah. he did what T'Challa promised to do, but couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's really what brought the Rhino guy over to his side, you know? Sure. Oh yeah, totally. You know? yeah. Oh, and I love it when Okoye steps in though, uh, in front of the Panther or in, in front of the, the Rhino charging. Oh yeah. And yeah, it just like stops. That's the one that they raised. So that knew her. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That it's was like, awesome. Your face. It's like, oh man, it was so, so, so perfect. Oh, and the, um, the, the ape clan guys, man, holy cow, they were cool. Oh, they were amazing. I loved them. And, yeah. I expected them to be, I expected them to, to be a bit more kind of, uh, um, uh, savage isn't quite the right word, but, but, uh, they were always very, very, uh, um, antagonistic toward the Panther tribe. Yeah. Oh, it's like, like him. And I think the, the guy just went by like man ape or something. Uh, it, it, it's been a long time. Yeah, since I, I, I just always remember they, they fought in that, that, uh, like they did in the film for, for mm-hmm. the control of the kingdom or yeah. whatever. But, yeah. um, and then I just like that. It was, it was pretty good the way that, you know, they made it. So you weren't entirely sure if he was going to help them out. And then mm-hmm. he does, you know, it, it was, it was a good way to do it. And then he's like, you know, cause he has respect for what T'Challa did. So, you know, yeah. so, uh, what do you say? Um, sparing his life. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says, your people, I think T'Challa said something like your people need you more than we need your death or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when he, when it came time to where he needed his help, he was there because of that mutual respect, but yet mm-hmm. they did it in a way where it wasn't like he walked in and went, okay, I'll help you out. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they, um, they, they let him sweat a little bit, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm, and let the audience sweat a little bit. Like, is this going to work? What's going to happen here? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and, and I like all of the, the mentions of colonialism and whatnot too. I think oh, that yeah, was yeah. They kind called... of incredible. They basically called all the Europeans colonists, you know, and, and like oh, colonizers, colonizers. Yeah. And it was, it was like yeah. a degrading term to them, you know? Yeah. Well, which is true. I mean, if you look yeah. at, at our history, that that's been the history of, of our world thus far is a bunch of European nations taking over and colonizing everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then claiming and so, they discovered them. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. So, so that level of kind of, not necessarily derision per se, but, but, uh, uh, that level of, of kind of societal contempt while, yeah. while still not being like in your face, like, Oh, you know, fuck you white dude. This is like, but, but referring to them as a colonizer is like, yeah. Oh wow. That's, that's really, that's really pretty brilliant and clever. I just, uh, and a hundred percent on the nose. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it was perfect. And you knew, and you knew enough from that, from their perspective and from their culture, that it was, you know, their derogatory term for that the white man, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, you know, just very truthful. Yeah, uh, I think when it comes down to it, uh, and and I love that whole line uh, with the. Uh, 
with the 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 king of the the ape clan. Uh, you know about them being vegetarian after screwing around. With, yeah, uh, that was good. Yeah, it, was it oh in, in Botu or in Botu? Uh, in Boku. In Boku, that's right. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. He's like, "Well, we're vegetarian, anyways." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he awesome. like threatens to to feed him or or tends to like feed him to to the people or to yeah, or that's to, what he said, so that he was gonna eat him himself, and it's just like. Oh, just messing, you know, messing with your colonizer. <laughs> you know, we're vegetarians. Yeah. It's like, oh, nice. Oh, so much good stuff. Yeah, all around. I mean, it was just, I think it was brilliantly acted, very well written. I mean, just, and it was fun. It was a really good, fun movie. I mean, mm-hmm. just every aspect of it, you know, I can't, I, I mean, even even most of the special effects were good. There was only one, there was one fight scene where I thought the CG was just a little bit not to par with the rest. But I can't ding the movie at all for it. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, well, that was a really complex scene. They got this hover train going by with all these like sound ripples and everything, and then you've got you know the two characters have to be CG during that because you can't do it <laughs> any other way. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there's. There's so many elements in that shot that it's like, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't faulting it at all for that, you know. Mm-hmm, but it's like, you know, every aspect of the film is just really good. I mean, I yeah, I just thought I love the costuming. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. all around. I mean, like funny. everything, the Wakandan costumes, like everything, you know. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. Like especially like the the uh, Dora Milaje. I, I thought they were fantastic. Uh, but oh my god, the, the those are the warriors, the, 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 the right? Two, yeah, yeah, the the, the yeah. warrior woman. Um, but uh, the the new outfits for for uh, for Black Panther and for Killmonger were just so cool. Yeah, uh, I, and I I love the whole kind of like weird light up effect. Thing that, that, that goes on. Well, she explained uh, it whenever they got hit with kinetic with energy. So basically, if you hit the, if you the, hit suit, the yeah. ground, if you hit the ground or something hits you, it absorbs a little bit of that energy and stores it up as kinetic energy, right? And then yeah, yeah. when you release it, it changes to the other what the yeah, hell from potential potential, potential to yeah. So it changes the kinetic energy into potential energy oh, that's sorted, that's that's so, saved inside the suit. And then that potential can get turned back into the kinetic when he releases it. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that lighting effect, I think, was whenever it was absorbing energy and stuff. Did oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that, I, was, just, that was cool. I just thought it looked so bloody cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and when I first saw that effect, I, um, like, because I, I, you catch bits of it in, like, the trailer. Oh, and, of course, and yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it might have been, like, some kind of, like, you know, is this, like, somehow infusing, you know, magic into, into you know, Wakandan the technology? Suit, yeah. But nope, it's, it's straight up tech. Yeah. Like, cool, I'm down. <laughs> well, you know what, it made me think, like, in, uh, in the, I think it's one of the Avenger Infinity War shots, you see the Stark suit sort of coming out and forming around his neck and shoulders and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, to me, after I saw black Panther, I was like, ah, oh, what if like, cause his suit, the black Panther's new suit can come out of the necklace. Yeah. You totally. know what I mean? So 
I was like, what if that's like, you know, Stark takes some of the Wakandan tech and now it can sort of come out the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that they're, I think honestly that they are two, like, like basically the same solution come from two different sides. Or is that what two it different is, you think? Okay. Uh, well, just think about, think about Civil War. That's the first time that you see Tony, well, no, it goes back to Iron Man 2. Where we had the brief, the briefcase suit, the briefcase, but in, yeah. but in Civil War he had the the bracelet that the turned bracelet, into the gauntlet, yeah, yeah, you know that saved his life, and and I think he's been working on that kind of tech for that's true. Ages you could now. see that you could see that evolution of the tech because mm-hmm. I was thinking like that bracelet, it's still sort of unfolded, mm-hmm. whereas the new suit they show in um, Infinity War trailer, it mm-hmm. kind of inches its way across the skin, sort of like the same as T'Challa's suit. But you're so, right, it's probably more of like the nanotech. evolution of Stark tech and it's more nanotech than it is vibranium mm. tech in a sense, you know? Yeah, yeah I'd be willing to bet right. it's nanotech because uh, think of it like this, when when Stark went through the extremist process uh, and whatnot, not not in the MCU, but uh, there there was a portion of time here where where Stark kept his suit you know, in the hollows in, of his bones. Yeah, in his body. It, literally, yeah. and, and it would, like, exude out of him and build from, from nanotech. So it's not like this is an unprecedented thing. Yeah. Uh, I just, like I said, I think it's it's a, a very similar solution come at from two different two different directions. Yeah, I can see that. You're probably right. Besides, I don't think that Panther uh, would give Stark Wakandan tech, given that... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's kind of on the opposite side of things. <laughs> they were on opposite sides, weren't they? Was was Panther? Yes, Panther was on Cap's Panther. side, wasn't he? Was he on Cap's side? I can't remember. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. No, you're right, because they went after... Didn't they go after Iron Man? Yeah. Ah, damn it. I can't remember the I, film. I gotta watch it again. Right? Yeah. Well, it's like you know, everybody hates everybody. Civil yeah, War. Yeah. Because I think he was on Cap's side. I think the because the, then because that's why Cap they let because he let Tony Bucky stuff. he let Bucky stay in Wakanda. You know. Yeah. 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 But um, speaking of yeah, yeah speaking so of cool. speaking of the uh, after the credit scene. So isn't it funny that the first after the credit scene where they're standing in the UN. And mm-hmm. he tells them, you know, well, what what is the rest of the world going to do with a bunch of farmers, you know? And, yeah. And then they just kind of <laughs> cut the they cut the scene right there where he, when he's just about to speak, sort of like how, like when Iron Man was going to say, "I'm Iron Man," you know. But um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny that that actual shot is in the trailers. So that was my first thing. Like, wow, they put the they put one of the after the credit scenes in the trailers. That's funny. <laughs> And then the other one was at the very end, all the way at the end, where uh, you see Bucky Barnes without an arm, by the way. He doesn't have a mechanical arm or anything. It's just a stub under a cloak. And uh, they call him the White Wolf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Made me wonder, is he going to be in charge of those, uh, that gang of... You know what I'm talking about, right, Rob? (laughs) Like, uh, you're not talking about, like, the White Wolf games, are you? (laughs) No, no, no. The uh, they had a bunch of guys in the white panther suits that were an elite group of the uh, the warriors, and the white wolf was in charge of those guys. Oh, 
I don't remember that, but hey, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> you, you know more Avenger stuff than I do. Yeah, but they were they were Wakandan um, warriors, and yeah, they all dressed in white, and the White Wolf was the leader of them. I got but, a feeling that they're going to throw his arm back on, and oh he's yeah, gonna win I mean, they his, show you know. they show the arm in the in the. Uh, Infinity War trailer, so you know it's coming out. And I think it was just there to connect it, so to remind people that he was still in Wakanda, and then yeah. also to that show he's that he's healed, and both physically and mentally. And mm-hmm. then that uh, when we see him with the arm, we're going to connect it and go, "Oh, that's a vibranium arm," you know. So I wonder if they're going to go. Um, I got a feeling that they're going to go Bucky Cap. Uh, I think they will. Like- yeah. You know, I mean, I'm totally down with seeing Falcap. That would be too. awesome. Uh, yeah. But but the way that they're doing it right now, the way that they've been building it since, you know, uh, first Avenger, really, I, I got a feeling that that, that we're going to see Bucky Cap sooner than later. Yeah, it'll happen after Infinity War, I think. Yeah, I, agree. I think you're probably right. You know, I mean, Infinity War is going to be an opportunity to do a big reset button on stuff that they want to change. So. Oh, yeah. Any any yeah. actor that wants out, they can get them out. In, in mm-hmm. those movies and then they can they can like redesign a lot of these characters like you said they can do bucky cap mm-hmm. if if you know if chris wants out and doesn't want to do captain america they can do the bucky version of captain america you know which he's talked about several times oh, has, i know that he yeah. signed back on um a little while ago but but he's talked about getting the hell out of dodge for for years now yeah so, so I could totally see Sebastian Stan coming in and, and actually picking that up. Yeah. Um, but again, hey, Falcap would make me super happy also. So Me too. Yeah, either yeah. way. That was, that was a great run in the comics. I loved that Falcap, oh, yeah. yeah. But, Same um, here. And, I, and the, I think they can do that with a lot of characters. Like, you don't necessarily have to get rid of the character. There are mm-hmm. comic book reasons for almost everybody to change, like, who they are, you know, the power of Mjolnir can go to another person and that mm-hmm. person can take on the power of Thor. It's happened in the comics. I mean, we've had it happen a couple times. Technically, technically, uh, Beta Ray Bill, you know, <laughs> was mm-hmm. Thor mm-hmm. for a little while, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it sounds yeah, like he's so... getting, uh, from what I'm seeing in the previews for Infinity War, it looks like he's getting Yarnbjorn. Yes, yes, he's gonna have. The uh, the hammer on one side, the axe on the other. If you're not familiar with that, yeah. yeah and the so... the Funko Pop toy has that in his hand, so it's oh cute. Yeah. So the <laughs> the toys are giving away the 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 new hammers look, you know. So ah, they always do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's gonna be cool though. Yeah. No, it's gonna be super cool. I, I'm really looking forward to to it. Um. And and I'm looking forward to seeing how they take the success of Black Panther and and you know and and because its success is is clear it, it it's well, beaten out just about every other you know movie out there it had the highest uh, opening for the month um, it pretty much beat out every other comic book movie except for the Avengers yeah wasn't it up to, uh, last far. I looked I thought it was just about to hit one ninety. Million. I heard it was. I heard it was over two. Was like it two, over two? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that with the international box office, it was probably going to hit about three thirty or three fifty. Wow! For the weekend, that's amazing. For the weekend, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. That's um, yeah. That's going to be. That's that might even top 
the Avengers, right? Wasn't Avengers right around 300? Roughly, as I, I thought, recall. Yeah, I don't know uh, but for it, sure, but... Man, oh man, I, I really want to see where they go from here. Well, there's definitely uh, because... going to make three films. It'll be a trilogy, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that but just... not just not just with uh, with Black Panther alone, but but given this this is a huge shot over the bow to all the studios. Oh yeah, uh, going hey, look at this. Well, this is something that y'all have said traditionally will never work. Will never work. And it yeah, just kicked all and your it's asses. Kicking all your asses. Yeah. Well, no, it's, so, it's so... similar. It's it's not the same thing, but it's similar in a sense to. How when Deadpool came out, people were like, you can't make a rated R superhero movie. It's never going to work. And then it just blew the doors off of everybody. And they're like, holy crap, it does work, (laughs) you know, if you do it right. You know, so, you know, it's like it's just a lot of these things that the studios think you can't do are things that you really can do and they're going to make money and it's going to be great and in this case the thing that they said you could not do is treat an entire race of people with respect (laughs) yeah yeah and holy shit we got 300 million dollars that says otherwise (laughs) yeah yeah so you know So I, I'm very curious to see where the different where the different studios go from here, where Marvel goes from here, well, hell, where DC goes from here. Yeah. Um, I would really love to see more projects that are actually helmed by, um, by, uh, um, you know, minority directors. You know, I would really like to see more things actually done this way. You know, yeah. the, 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 the have, well, you know, the respect. And and would you would you put up the argument that that's a little bit why they're so successful? Because, like, the guy who did Black Panther was a black man. The guy, the woman, right? a woman did Wonder Woman. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, is it they understand the motivations? They understand what's behind the characters. They understand the way to direct and make the movie and write it and help it go along and produce this thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's a huge part of it. And then the, the hype of, of seeing these characters treated with respect, you know, these, these characters given power, given agency is what brought the people in, you know, it's like, yes, they, they, they set up, you know, they set up the dominoes beautifully, you know, but, but you had to get an audience to knock them down and, and the audience came in spades. Yeah. You know, like, like, like it, it, it's every, you know, there were so many folks who, who went to see this movie that, that weren't necessarily superhero fans that that weren't necessarily, you know, big that, but, but this is the first time that they saw black people treated with the respect that they deserve. Yeah. You know, in, in a in a you know in a cinematic uh, or in a movie like this, you know, um, and one of my friends who lives over in Georgia, um, she, uh, she, I, I, she she tagged me in this thread because um, I sent her one of my Black Panther T-shirts, and uh, and she you know was like was wearing it at the premiere, was taking pictures. Oh, cool! And and so many people are tagging in on this on this uh, on this little thread, you know. Uh, about uh, uh, you know folks folks who aren't comic book fans who aren't moviegoers just like yes I had to see this movie you know and it's like this movie was amazing you know it's just just uh, you're, I think you're you're seeing 
that that if you make a a good movie that treats people with respect that 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 you know doesn't treat people like their punchlines or or side characters or jokes you're going to see people come out and support those yeah absolutely you know i'm i'm still waiting for my asian superhero movie but hey it, it, it'll happen eventually i'm yeah. not trying to take anything away from black panther right now cuz damn that was that was so awesome to see <laughs> I was going to say something else, and that just totally slipped out of my mind. What the hell? <laughs> Your train of thought derailed. Yes. Well, you had such a good point, and I was listening and paying attention that it just, oh, I God. forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. doesn't really matter. Hi, I'm here. No. Hey, 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 <laughs> did you enjoy our conversation, Christina? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Uh, I, I might have zoned out a couple you didn't, of times. You didn't fall asleep while we were... <laughs> we kind of controlled... We, Rob and I kind of controlled the episode. We didn't... <laughs> I had a lot to say about Black Panther. I'm no, sorry. It's, it's good. It's good. No, we had a good debate, a good... Like, you helped me understand certain viewpoints that I, I don't think I'm ever... Because of me being a white man, I don't think I'm ever going to understand completely, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's... and not trying to say that I can, you know, speak to the black experience because I certainly can't. But yeah. I can definitely speak to the, you know, at least to to the minority experience. <laughs> yeah, the Asian minority experience. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't always get it. I just, I, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I, and and like you pointed I, out, I don't, like you pointed out, either. it's something. It's something that I probably can't get. Like you, you know, you pointed that out. You know. It's just I appreciate listening, though, you know, and keeping well, that's, it open, that's which is thing. something a lot of don't you know, do. You're you. You have to learn from your friends' experience. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And for me, for me, I, the if movies. I, if I can't have that experience <laughs> on my own, the only way I'm going to get it is from learning from you and my other friends. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you oh, you but, get that? Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I totally, um, and uh, you know that 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 is. I, I think that that's it's really good to keep an, an open mind like that. It, it it makes all the difference in the world. And uh, I know Christina was trying to jump in there a couple yeah, times, so I'm yeah. going to leave it to her. Yeah. No, what I was saying is when I go see movies, I just see a well done movie, the story that's told. You know what I mean? Like, I guess because you know I'm not a person of color i mean i have one eighth somewhere mexican in me but um like especially when i read a book you know i don't unless it's specifically stated a person of this background i just see a character i see a person you know what i mean and so it's like that in in the shows like okay lando was lando man i don't care. you know what i mean like okay that's just who he is did when you watched wonder woman did it make you feel powerful did it did it did you did, you know did did it give you something more that you could identify with rather than your typical superhero fare in the it was uh, yeah you know, i mean i guess so I, I and it's i think what's more I don't know if it's irritating or what. It's the people that get mad. Like when Star Wars 
uh, Rogue One came out and they're like, oh, a girl, is it? Or when they introduced Ray, oh, look, a girl hero. Oh, uh-huh. Like, all these people that just got mad about it. I'm just like, it's a freaking story. All the other Jedis have been men. That's fine. But hey, look, a female one. I mean, everybody always hoped that Leia would be one. But, you know, she was who she was. You know, and it does, yes, I think, in a sense, more to the Star Wars films when there's a main girl character that's like, yes, you can do that too. Wonder Woman has just, ever since I was a little girl and more Wonder Woman under ruse, Wonder <laughs> Woman has always been just Wonder Woman to me. Do you know what I mean? This The, the Wonder Woman movie put her in a new light. Like, as a so, little girl, I watched her and I was just like, so, well, oh, she's cool. You know what I mean? Like, like this, right? If that movie had been done by a male director, like Joss Whedon, for example, who was talking about <laughs> it for many times, um, written by a male, uh, you know, uh, with costuming designed by a male, you would oh. have seen a vastly different Wonder Woman that was probably right. full of tits and ass and crotch shots yes. like we yep. had in Justice League. Yeah. You know, yep. and then so on and right. so forth. And that's a vastly no, different beast than, you know, than 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 what we got. Yeah. You know, so so And I I, I, I believe that you are correct in that if a movie is going to contain, you know, like Wonder Woman, a woman's point of view, uh Black Panther, um, a man of color's point of view, you know, if if it's going to primarily be of that background then the person a person with that background should be the one directing it because they understand it or else you're going to get a totally different view of it and the people who are experiencing that will probably get a little offended somehow because something will happen somewhere Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. So, like, you grew up with Wonder Woman, so you were used to that already. You know, it's like, like yeah. that was the programming. You're used to that. Then when you saw Ray, it was something different for you. Yes, because, okay, growing up, you have Star Wars and yeah. there's Princess Leia. But the focal point was on Luke and Han. And, I mean, Leia obviously did things. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't as focal but every so that, girl so that's the difference between the new star wars and the old it's not necessarily right. that it's like flipped where this one guy and a bunch of women right you know it's more that the focal point is changed yes. is what you're saying okay cool. and, yeah, that, and, and, yeah. and all the commercials that you see on the you know everywhere like and the shops and stuff it's like not that Star Wars was not acceptable for girls, because it, it is girls, boys, whatever. Yeah. Um, dogs, cats, obviously they <laughs> thought dog and cat were. Well, you know, say that um, in 1979, and you'd probably get a whole different response, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. You know like, maybe, maybe that was a more appropriate, you know, comparison than, than Wonder Woman for you. Like, when, when you saw Force Awakens, and you saw, you know, Rey, you know, with, with again, a character with a lot of agency. And um, uh, did that kind of give you the feels and whatnot? It I mean, did, did, yeah, did... when she when she beat Kylo's ass, you know, but, like, but like I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. A, but like just having even her as a character being kind of the main, you know, the main focus of of this of this arc, right, even right. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's like like uh, that that I think that's more of what I'm talking about than than yeah. Like, 
you know, with, oh, with yeah, no, I was just, I was just saying from my point of view, there are certain things like that, that make you go, yeah, I can resonate with that because, and it <laughs> yeah. makes you excited. It's, it's just for me, I go with the story and the excitement of the movie, you know, and it, I, that's just me. I, I am a weird person. I view things way differently than everybody else. <laughs> well, how did you like, like, I was thinking back on the Ray thing and you're right. They flip it on its head because Finn wants to grab her hand and take, like, protect her in a sense. And she's just like, stop grabbing my hand. Like, I could do this on my own. I know how to run. Like she says at the one point, I know how to run, you know, and then like <laughs> when they both get knocked out from the explosion and like Ray wakes up first and she crawls over to see if Finn's okay. As soon as Finn wakes up, he's like, are you all right? She's like, of course I am. I'm trying to find out if you're okay, you idiot. You know, like, right. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, she's not the damsel in distress, you know, that they yeah. like to portray. Yes. <laughs> she was just like, will you knock it off? I've been taking care of myself for this long amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff in Wonder Woman, I think that resonated so hard too. You know, it's like you have all these, these bits in there where it's, you know, it's, it, societally we're conditioned you know yeah uh, and have been for forever you know it's like oh men are dominant you know men know better blah 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 you know you subservient women listen to what i have to say blah 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 you know and and and, and, even, how... and even on a subtle level of like i'm here to protect you yeah you know? oh totally yeah. totally yeah um but but I, I i love that 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 you can uh, sum up a huge sections of wonder woman as diana no Diana, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, yeah, dude, you're not going to tell her where to go, what to do, you know, so on, so forth. She, she's a woman with power, with 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 true agency, and she can do what she wants to do. Yeah, you know. And, and I and think that's it. the part that I loved. It was just like, no, there's something in me that is saying, no, I, no, I yep. can. Like when she realized the full effect of her power, that's it's just. And now imagine right. that, you know, with all, you know, I mean that, so a movie like that means so much to so many women out there. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's now, because, um, and it's also because women are told, Oh uh, no, you're too fat. You're too skinny. Women should not be muscular. Women should not be um, this, this, this. It's like women should not be all of this. But we want you to, you know, look exactly how we should view you. And I saw a thing the other day and it says, I'm not, uh, it was something, it was a picture with Wonder Woman on it. And it was, um, I'm not muscular, but I am strong. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it speaks to strong as in, not just physically as inside beauty that beautiful is strong and there is so much you know in the and I speak to you know the workout stuff and uh, the community that I'm a part of um it speaks to women are supposed to look a certain way according to either a other women's opinions or b men's opinions and um, a woman cannot just, you know, it's like, why can't a woman just be who she is, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's, you know, and I think that is where like in Wonder Woman, when you say, did you resonate? That's the part I resonated mm -hmm. with is 
you know, her, her mom and her aunts and everybody, the Amazons on the island wanted her to be this way. She knew that there was something inside her that needed to be the other way. Um, but the yep. people that took her to the States and everything wanted to have her be this, but no, she was this, and this mm-hmm. is how it was going to be. And yep. that is what resonate. And I think that's, I don't know, it, it it's, being who you are is strong and beautiful. Being happy in yourself, you know, um, and so th- that that whole part. Yeah, so, so you can say that. I mean, that 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 movie was 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 very um, inspirational to yes. a lot of women. That 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 you know, a lot of women could really see, you know, themselves in that and and whatnot. Right. And and that's precisely you know why Black Panther is so popular right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, I love that for, and I love, I have a friend that posted, it was on Instagram, a picture of her two little boys just up at the poster looking like that superhero looks like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and those kind of things like get me like with Mm -hmm. little kids like that. It's like they can, there's a superhero for almost for every child to look up to no matter their size, their race, their ability, their disability. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is someone for all of them to look up to. And I think that is what I think is awesome. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. uh, and, and I mean, kids, kids need those examples. I mean, they're, 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 there's, when you have an example like that, it, it, it empowers you. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it makes you, you know, genuinely feel like you can you know take on the world you know i mean if 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 a superhero is like that then i can be like that it it makes a huge difference and and when we think of how how uh, um how black people how women how how you know so many different people are portrayed you know to, to to you know to people with disabilities lgbt you know um you know, to, to, to see that there is media that, that not only is pandering, because that happens a lot, but uh-huh. genuinely understands, you know, when you have a writer that yes. understands where you're coming from, when you have a filmmaker that, 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 that understands where you're coming from and, and portrays that not just with, with um, kind of the, 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 the typical bullshit, I'm going to write this out, you know, to, to, uh, to you know, basically... Uh, uh, um, to do just have a gay person in here or to have a black person in here, you know, to this, this kind of fake diversity, I guess you could call it. Right. Cause there are shows um, that do that. You call them the token, whatever. Oh yeah. And it's awful. Yeah. It, it's yeah. awful. Um, but, but when you, when you see that there is media that, that actually, um, uh, um, elevates you rather than, rather right. than puts you down. It, it, it's it's a huge huge um, moment of affirmation and validation. Um, uh, I think you know because yeah. there are so many stereotypes floating around everywhere that 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 uh, sometimes it's hard to escape that. You know I know that uh, yeah. um, that uh, that that we were saying you know it, it's kind of how we're conditioned how we're programmed, but but but. Real realistically, these days, especially, we need to learn how to break some of that programming, yes. and uh, and we need to start start respecting 
you know, uh, uh, our fellow human beings on this planet. We need to start, uh, um, you know, not seeing everything as a uh, um, kind of zero sum game where it's like if yeah. one person, you a know, moves up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Where if one person moves up a bit, that suddenly means that these people are losing. You know, that, that that's not how it works. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. And uh, I think we're finally starting to see some some media that that actually uh, um, puts its money where its mouth is. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully, like like you were saying, you know, Black Panther, something like Wonder Woman, you know, the the character of Ray. Hopefully, mm-hmm. these things give Hollywood and other media outlets the proof that this stuff can work. You know, everyone being equal and having their equal say and equal share really builds a better society it can work oh yeah totally you know and and we we can do these in ways that that aren't tropey that aren't stereotypical you know that we 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 don't have to to you know um we don't have to feed those those monsters yeah as it we we really don't um so i'm i'm just hoping that that this you know the the, the 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 things like these are a good first step moving forward but we have to move forward from this yeah yeah speaking of moving forward we've been here for about a half uh, hour and a half now let's uh... <laughs> perhaps i'm a little passionate about this subject if you couldn't tell oh no, no yeah and like i said it's like you know, we all learn stuff from these kind of conversations, so it's good. But yes, I think it's time we move on into the night and let ourselves go to sleep. For those of us <laughs> who are really late, it's like going on eleven here for me. So, oh damn, yes, yeah. yeah, uh, nine nine thirty five here. So, so uh, oh, I'm hitting you know seven thirty. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're still okay. Pacific Coast there. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. All right. Have a great night, Rob. Thanks, Christina. Uh, Thank you. Have a good one. And uh, to all our listeners out there, go see Black Panther if you haven't already, if we didn't spoil it for you. And uh, (laughs) um, if you have seen it, if if you've seen it and you loved our conversation, you know, you're probably that psyched up to go see it again, like me and Rob are. So (laughs) we'll, uh, we'll see you at the movie theaters this week. Sounds good. And I was going to bring up Toy Fair because there's a ton of really cool stuff that came out this weekend, but we're out of time. So I'm going to, I'll probably just make some videos and put up some things on the Super Awesome Geek Show YouTube channel. Oh, and I'll happily uh, discuss that with you at some point. Yeah, we can, we can talk next week. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we can talk next week on toys. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Find us on uh, Twitter at Awesome Geek Show and continue the conversation there. Good night, guys. Good night. Autobots roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe! Ooh!